0: Welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey. Um, Just doing a quick little intro for this episode. Um, If you notice the time length on it, it's going to be a little bit longer because this week I'm a little behind. So I am putting the episode, the very first episode of the podcast, Just Trekking Along, that I did with my friend Dave, putting that as the, uh, the episode of Paul and All this week. So, um, hopefully you guys all enjoy that. Um, the next few weeks are going to be a little different in terms of things regarding Paul and all, because, uh, going to be covering a few different topics that, uh, maybe I've touched on or whatever, but, um, it's going to be, there's going to be more of a, uh, uh, I don't want to say a series, but there's definitely going to be some continuation in it. Um, hopefully you like what we're doing maybe you like this episode i don't know um definitely let me know by liking the videos or disliking the videos i really hope you don't but if you do i understand um maybe you could uh, leave comments things like that i really would prefer comments over private messages from friends things like that because uh the comments show that other people can comment as well you know people won't maybe won't be so hesitant uh but overall, just wanted to let you know that the next few weeks are going to be a little different on Paul and all. It's not going to be... There's going to be more focused conversations. Um, but here is the very first episode of the podcast, Just Trekking Along, that I tried doing a few years ago with my friend Dave. Um, now, the interesting thing about this is that this particular episode, we discussed uh, the original pilot, The Cage, Um But uh, not only does Dave almost take center stage, which, I mean, if you've listened to anything that I do, that seems a little odd, because I like to be the center of attention... Um, but, uh, this was actually recorded before I ever went to Hawaii. So this was recorded before I ever met Jake or Megan or, uh, met anybody really in regards to, uh, close lost friends. If you're a fan of, uh, the lost with friends, uh, podcast. Um, so yeah, this is, that's how long ago this was. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Let me know, uh, give us that thumbs up. You know, anything like that. Uh, thanks for listening. And here is a cagey start. The beginning of Just Trekking Along.
1: Welcome to Just Trekking Along. We are beginning our journey through the Trekverse. Beginning with Season 1, Episode 00. zero the Cage. The unofficial beginning to trek as we know it. I'm Dave. I am Paul. And we begin our journey on the USS Enterprise. Phase in from the dome to the bridge where you see Captain Christopher Pike, the original captain. And you see your first officer over at the helm control. And here's Spock standing over the shoulder of Captain Christopher Pike. And then here's this annoying kid. He's like, Captain, 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 Captain. The entire goddamn time. Oh. I was, I was just having fun
2: <laughs> watching the animation and all of that. I mean. Okay. Uh, well, the first, really, the first thing, because we just got done watching it. Like, yeah. we have to let them know. We just got done. and
1: Just watched it, and we might actually do most of our episodes like this where we're just going to watch it and then film it so it's all fresh in our heads.
2: Exactly. Um, I actually was sitting there taking notes as we were watching it, so maybe I'll have to watch it twice. (laughs) Once, once to watch it and then once to take notes because my memory isn't so good. Um, but no, as Dave said, this is the first episode proper of the series and, um, the first thing, of course, as someone who's not as familiar with Star Trek that I knew, but it just, like, it actually literally jumps out at you, is the fact that it's not starring William Shatner, which is pretty much. His name is <laughs> synonymous with Trek.
1: He doesn't matter at this point, okay? We'll get, I mean, we'll get he's to him Shatner. He
2: always matters.
1: Okay. All right. Anyways.
2: Oh, uh, we also. I also want to note to everyone that we are particularly watching the remastered versions. So, whereas we saw like the nice CGI, 3D looking enterprise. It's beautiful,
1: by the way. You right, guys should you know, take a glance at it, YouTube it or something. But, but we have it's to beautiful. make
2: we have to make sure to note that because we may, at some point, point out something that other people may not. See or notice, or it won't be exactly the same if they are not watching the remastered versions.
1: Oh, here's another point I make. There is actually one episode that they didn't remaster for whatever reason. Okay. So when we get there, you'll know right away because there's actually in the remastered set there's one episode they didn't even do. They're just like, "Eh,
2: yeah, why do it? Yeah, it was what like 56 episodes in the the entirety of the original series. Oh. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, let's only do 55. Remastered <laughs> Like <laughs> Let's not Let's not go to that Last episode And Budget do Budget cuts yeah. <laughs> 55 episodes worth We can
1: do But that 56 <laughs> No, no, no. Um. Who signed off on this <laughs> But Anyways <laughs> Gets the story um, Basically the, the cage It fades in They're on the bridge Great They're on their way to a colony to aid help to their own people when they come across a distress call um, from ancient times, basically NASA-type communication stuff. Um, And Pike's just like, not important. We got our people to worry about. This is from ages ago, so it doesn't take precedence. So we're moving on, and he's like, all right, you guys got your orders, and he disappears off the bridge goes into his room, and he decides to kick back and have a few beers with the old doc and talk about his life story.
2: Different doctor, have to point out. Because, like, that was another thing that I noticed that was... I mean, again, I knew it, but it was very odd, is the fact that only Spock, he's the only character who carries over from this original pilot to the main series proper. Yeah. And, like, I kind of find that odd. I mean, Leonard Nimoy is a great actor, don't get me wrong, like, he deserves it, but I thought, except for that annoying kid, (laughs) oh, I just
1: just wanted to
2: punch him in the throat, he was just so annoying, him, the doctor wasn't bad,
1: doctor was cool,
2: Roddenberry's wife wasn't bad,
1: she's pretty chill, Spock. Too much emotion, by the way. Yeah, Spock. I mean, yeah. When he on. touched
2: when at the, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But when he touches those the flower things and the sound goes away and he gets that giant he's smile like, on his oh face. Oh my god! I mean, that was actually that was actually one of the notes that I I made was the fact that Spock smiled and later on he just shows way too much emotion. He's he's too it's, happy
1: and giddy in this like, episode. Clearly,
2: they they didn't. I don't think they knew that he was going to be like that emotionless yeah. or attempt to be that emotionless character. Cause we know that he does show his human yeah. side every once in a while. Uh. Um, now one thing I, I, before we continue was that the, the, the ginger uh, yeoman comes yeah. in and he mentions that it's odd having a woman on the bridge. I, I wrote this down in my notes because it's, Several years before like the as far as I know this story is supposed to take place a few years before Kirk's uh, his five-year mission yeah. right but it's still how many years in the future like at least what hundred 200 years uh, in the future from now I
1: believe it's about 100 to 150 years in the future
2: right so that would mean that would mean almost 200 years from when it originally aired because it was like 50, well not originally aired, when it was originally filmed, yeah, like 50 years, so that's 200 years in the future, and it's still odd that women are on the bridge. That seems odd to me. I understand it was the 60s, so commenting on current times, here, that seemed here, weird. Here's the thing, But though. 200 years in the future, it's still weird to have women on the bridge, except for Roddenberry's wife.
1: She's the first officer, so she has to be there. The, he
2: made a comment. He said, uh,
1: Oh, uh, no offense. Other than you, it's okay that you're here, but it's still weird.
2: And he said, What did he say? He's like, You're different. or he, yeah. It, like, yeah. You're, like, di- something you're like different. That. Like,
1: you're one of the guys. Yeah, and she she got all upset, rightfully <laughs> so. It's like, Yo, like, man, I got boobs. I'm over here. I got the <laughs> prestigious, the female anatomy. It was like, You're different. <laughs> yeah. You wear your balls on your chest. You're going to say something, though. Oh, I was going to bring up. Because they don't have any kitchens on the ship. Ooh. Ooh. yeah, I'm not cruel humor. Not
2: going on is the to best that. humor.
1: Um, there's no
2: such thing as an inappropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. But there are certain jokes that uh, I'm not going to touch on here. This is this is. Outdated. There's
1: a, you'll see as we go through the Star Trek verse. Basically, oh, I forgot my turn of thought.
2: Well, we were you were saying about inappropriate jokes oh, as we yeah. go through the Trek verse.
1: Um, if you take offense, sorry. Perhaps if you Not take offense, sorry,
2: honestly, perhaps this show isn't for you because they make a lot of uh, offensive
1: points in Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, and the fact that the like we're
2: we're just we're fans and we're having a discussion and we're we we make jokes. We're friends. We make jokes. That's just what happens. And realistically. What this the point of this is is that like we're talking about it, but we're letting you people kind of in on our conversation. So this is how we would talk about it if we were actually talking about it anyway, making jokes or whatever. We're just every once in a while going uh, and catering it to the particular audience. So. What? Okay. See, yeah, see, further in my notes, it, it's back to, like, we're already ahead of where, because you're describing point by point the story. Well, that,
1: that, that's kind of the point, though, is to kind of break down the episode and...
2: Yeah, see, I don't know, because as we just watched it, I would assume, again, we know what happens when you assume, okay. but I would assume that whoever is joining us has also just watched the episode okay so like they I mean that I mean you could do it that's that's your own thing you're you're the host as well but you know it's like
1: <laughs> I very why not because I mean hey. we're trying to get people engaged and if they kind of hear what the first episodes about they might be like oh well you know let's go watch it do it up
2: dude keep going so, uh, my next note doesn't come until but I make I may go off of something you say so
1: all right go for it um well, he, as we said, he was talking with the doctor, and then he gets a call from Spock. He's like, "Oh, we got another distress, yeah, another distress call."
2: Lots of lots of drinking going on in that scene. Yeah, by finally, the way,
1: oh, you can't have a martini without ice. So the the doctor is his bartender, and he's like,
2: which was an interesting analogy. Yeah. the fact that he said about how they both get the same type of people. Yeah, you know,
1: you're either living or you're dying, and. More
2: people <laughs> do find it easier to talk to their bartender than their
1: than yep. their doctor. The bartender don't care; he's like, buy a drink, I'll listen to you as long as you keep paying your tab.
2: Exactly. You doctor, need to leave a good
1: tip, you know. <laughs> doctor, he doesn't care what you have to say; he just wants your insurance money. <laughs> just saying, but yeah, they're they're sitting there talking, and uh, they then another distress call comes in, um, and Spock's like, oh, it's saying that there are survivors, and whatnot, um, and they need help, so they veer off of their original course to go help their people, to help these people who crash landed, I'm going to say about 20 to 30 years. I think they said 18. The, was it 18? I think
2: they said 18.
1: So, about about 20 years. Because they, previous. Um, we know
2: it's, it's an illusion, but they say that that girl... ...was born... yeah, ...right before she, the ship went down... ...and she's, she's only like... ...early 20s yeah, if that... ...so, so I, yeah I would say... ...about
1: 20-25 years yeah. in that range... ...doesn't matter, doesn't hurt the story... ...but...
2: <laughs> ...no David, we have to get the very particular year right...
1: <laughs> ...anyway... <laughs> ...all right... ...but... ...they... ...go decide, oh we'll go help these people... ...they land, they see this colony... And oddly enough, there's like, I don't know, 10, 15 old dudes, and then there's this one hot chick in her 20s strolling on up uh, with their shirt. Re- I'm,
2: really quickly, I'm sorry. I did have a note in the, the sense that the graphics, the special effects for when they're beaming down, I don't know if it's because it's remastered or not, but as someone who's like a very, like I'm an audio visual type of guy, I tend to look at that stuff. And I thought they were very good for the time period. Like, yeah. I mean, y- you could tell that they, how, like, how they did it. They, you know, took a singular shot and then, took, like, made them because they stand perfectly yeah. still.
1: They look like toys at one point,
2: exactly. But the blending, like the the dissolving of the shot, it's actually done very well for the time period. I mean, I don't know how many people are really going to find that particular note interesting, but uh, I, I did. I, I thought that was very good for the, for the time period because you don't see that that often okay. in, like, older shows where they get, like, the special effects. Yeah. You know, they're really well done.
1: But, uh, Sorry, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, so they roll up on this little village of people. This hot chick comes rolling along, and, of course, Pike's like, hot damn, like, eyes to eyes. And, and speaking of
2: eyes, she has gorgeous eyes.
1: So, you guys, if you want to pause the video and go take a couple minutes to yourself, that's fine. Come that's, back. That's... That's... No. That's... That's... No. Hey, man, you said in the last video they're probably living in their mother's basement. Just chill, that's, for chilling. The, that's
2: for the Trekkies. And let's, you know, let's <laughs> move on to the, to the episode. Okay. All right? Let's not they, talk uh, about
1: that. Let's not talk about that. That is a very progressive point. But... Alright, so they're going along and blah blah blah. Next thing you know, this girl leads Pike up into this cavern. And then all of a sudden, these buttheads come out. And, you know, they're aliens. And then they got these giant ass brains.
2: That, yeah. Um, did you notice that when they're. Because we see them before the crew does. Remember? Because they're watching yeah. him on that video screen. And, like, we don't, at that point, we don't hear anything that they're saying. Yeah. But I don't know if you noticed the fact that, um, and I, I noticed that the very first time I ever watched this episode, part of the the veins in their heads, like, pulsing. They're all, yeah, they're always going, whenever, they're always pulsating. Yeah, whenever, like, they're thinking or, or whatever. And I thought that was a very interesting little touch to it, was the fact that they are. Like it's their way of, yeah, you know,
1: communicating telepathically. Yeah, it's kind of like their early Betazoids. Yeah, without the Betazoids aren't ugly. I mean. <laughs> if you've seen Deanna Troy, you'll understand. <laughs> um, moving on, they come out. They,
2: well, no, I'm sorry, I have to, because that they, <laughs> they they do that. Like she shows him something, and then they they go back to the ship. They cut back to the ship at the one point. And then they go back, and because uh, the guys, the the older guys, talk about the fact that she is the only female. And we we were talking about this while the episode was on, and you were like, "We well, you know why aren't there any older women?" And I'm like, "Well, it turns out that it's all not it's, it, yeah. the same." You know, the what it what it really seems to be. You find out anyway. what
1: the true motive is behind that.
2: But he makes a comment, and I had to write it down he specifically says something about aging scientists. Now, we we know women still aren't accepted, but I wonder as scientists in the concept of this illusion, do you think those old men like ever wanted to experiment with the younger woman?
1: Yeah, she's like she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah like because it, like, they raised they, they, they. Oh, let me they teach you some stuff. Yeah, the
2: way they made it seem was that they raised her, which is kind of creepy in the fact that they raised her and then they yeah. were like experiment
1: sexually but on her. They were an illusion. That never happened.
2: Right, but it just that was that's what popped into my head, dude. At
1: that point, you don't know they're an illusion, so you're like, "What's going on here?" Um, you don't find out they're an illusion until, pretty much, the butt heads come out and they're just like,
2: "Right, but guess what?" No spoiler alerts, so that's why it doesn't matter that we're talking about it. Because, you know, we obviously have to keep reminding people about that because they're going to just keep going, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. No.
1: No. <laughs> um, okay, so you were saying, so they... Uh, they pretty much just poof, next thing you know, Pike's knocked out laying on this bed. He wakes up and he's in... Well,
2: that's because she takes him up to that... She takes him up on the rocks... And then they they come out of the the door. Oh yeah, and you're like Now here's the thing that I don't
1: get. Like knocks him out.
2: It's like in a video game and I've never understood it. Like that one particular set of rocks where like their little elevator thing was, it's different. It looks (laughs) different. How does he not notice? Hey, that rock pattern looks different than every single other rock pattern around here.
1: Is that a rock? Nah, it can't be.
2: Like what is that? I saw I actually saw a picture online recently where it was like a wall like in a park or something and it had like they were all um like stones. Yeah. It was like a stone wall and then there was one small section couldn't be couldn't have been more than like a foot and it was made out of like little pebbles or something. And somebody captioned it, and they said, "If this was a video game, there would be something behind that wall, because it, they're always different yeah. when there's like something there." Like, how did he <laughs> how not did he notice? Me? How did he not notice that that was an elevator?
1: Because he's a stupid human.
2: Uh by the way, we apologize if you, in the background, hear David's dog. Yeah, my moving annoying. around.
1: <laughs> These bacteria are striking. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> so that, ignore uh, that.
2: Just wanted to let you know what that sound was in case you heard it. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting with my
1: notes because you're just breezing over all of these things. Dude, I haven't even gotten that far into the story. We're still in like the first 15 minutes of the show. I don't know because like
2: I'm... Alright.
1: Why'd you take notes like this in school? Ouch. <laughs>
2: Ouch. Burn. Uh Gosh, I think I need some water for that burn. All right, keep going.
1: All right, so Pike wakes up. He's on this fancy-ass bed, and he's inside this cage, and then he's looking around, and he notices that there are... Oh, by the way, hence the cage, because he's in kind of like a zoo. He's looking down the corridor. that's
2: a perfect way of describing it, is that he's in a zoo, because they... I mean, they don't say that at the one point, but they do comment on the fact that they want to preserve certain spe- like special human yeah. or not human, special life forms from all the they, times they
1: pretty much said they're looking for the perfect life form to teach and to pretty much grow like a garden Right. and they felt humans are the most adaptable at that point from the contact they've had with them
2: Right. well that's why they have like that
1: ape gorilla thing. slash pig yeah. he's called grape
0: and they have
2: Gorilla the, Ape. The, um we saw the shadow of like the bird thing.
1: Oh yeah, that bird man in the background. Yeah. So like
2: they I mean it is like a zoo, really. But okay, I'm sorry, go
1: ahead. Yeah. So he just he's like, Alright, well you know what what's going on and then you know, they show their face and they're like, Oh and they're talking to each other and he's like, Oh, why well, can I hear your thoughts but your lips aren't moving and then he's like, Oh, telepathic. Okay.
2: Interesting note, something that I, I read right after we were done watching it, in the few minutes that it took us to set all this up, was the fact that the man who plays the... How is it? Telosian? That's how they kept pronouncing it? Because it's Talos IV, the planet, so it's I think the species I were... I up on that, so I wasn't... I think the species were the Talosians. Tel- fascinated telosians. At their
1: big ass heads. Yeah, <laughs>
2: with that pulsate. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's the Telosians. Um, the guy who plays the main Talosian that he, like, you know, finally gets to later or whatever. Um, he uh, is not the same person who did the voice of the Telosians. They had a different person... The one with the w- weird voice? Yeah, they, like they had a different person come in and do the voice instead of just having the guy who did it record the actual dialogue. Your
1: voice isn't good enough for TV, so...
2: Well, that happened. That was it. that was actually a thing with a lot of like silent movie actors. That's why a lot of like back in the day when they moved from, you know, silent pictures to talkies, as they're called. <laughs> walkie talkie. Um, why does everyone think that? That bugs me. I did a <laughs> my my senior year of high school. I did a a paper on the history of horror films, and I you know it was from the like the silent era to talkies, and everyone was like, I don't know what a talkie is. Is that like a walkie talkie? <laughs> I'm like. No, like, learn some history. Like, Just learn know, be something. sophisticated. Damn. Yeah. like
1: Drink your tea. Use your pinky.
2: <laughs> and it has to be Earl Grey.
1: <laughs> Earl Grey, hot. You'll get that later. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh
2: no, so, like, that, that was a thing when they moved to talkies was the fact that a lot of them didn't have voices that translated well. Because they didn't matter, you know, and the, like, people, uh, not a great example because he's always been, like, an actor, but, like, if Bobcat Goldthwait was a silent movie actor, <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: like, if he was, <laughs> I mean, I don't know <laughs> about it, like, um, but, uh, no, if he had moved into, he, would, he
1: wouldn't be talking.
2: Pretty much, they wouldn't have, because they, they, then he would have, like, his career would have died. Because, you know. But, uh, anyway, I'm sorry about my little <laughs> stupid production note about the pulsating ass head guy.
1: Yeah. With a different voice. <laughs> the show's going to be as long as the episode.
2: <laughs> that's fine, I, that's about all right.
1: It. Yeah, they, they he's pretty much in the glass, and he's, like, pounding on the glass, trying to get out, throwing up against it. And the whole time he's doing all this... They're all talking to each other. He's like, "Oh yeah, and I he's gonna do this, and he's gonna do this, and he's gonna do this," because I guess humans are so primitive and they so predictable, and then they're just like,
2: "Well, for the most part, we are."
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, creatures a habit. Yeah, and, especially
2: when we're faced with a new challenge, like as they said, like he's you know, he's gonna brag about his personal strength and the strength of his ship and his power. Yeah, and all that because. You know, he wants us to be afraid of him.
1: Which, at one point, they actually are. Um, after they send illusions through his head and they have him doing these different things to kind of get him to adapt.
2: Okay, speaking of, because he, he goes and he fights that guy with the bad dental plan, as you, yeah. <laughs> as you put it. you when think we they'd have a dental plan 200
1: years in the future.
2: Um, now, when he, he kills that creature the guy right yeah he's like he stabs him with that thing is that because I've only seen it briefly is that the same weapon from the future episode uh, a mock time that Spock uses in the battle
1: it's similar but I I don't think it's it looked like, like it,
2: like it briefly, because yeah. they don't—they didn't show it very much in the cage.
1: And it was just the like the the head. It was just the blade part. there right. really wasn't much to it.
2: Right. Okay. So that that stuck out to me. I was like, wait a minute, is that because it makes sense that they would use it later because the cage, except for the parts that are in the menagerie, and even that was an afterthought. The cage kind of wasn't intended to be seen after they decided to revamp the series. We
0: looked at it.
2: Well, yeah, we watched it. it. was, I mean, it was released. Home video, 1986, televised, 1988, long after the original series was finished airing. Yeah. But you wanted it to be the first episode that we watch because it's episode zero, zero.
1: What, do you not know how to count? Is I it, do know how to count. Zero, zero comes before zero, one.
2: I do know how to count except for the fact that it's... So much out of the way from the beginning of the series that on the DVD set, as you know,
1: <laughs> it season is three. it
2: is a season three bonus feature. They so.
1: made it first, and it takes place before Kirk was human twinkle in the beginning.
2: Yeah, it takes place first, but after they decided to revamp the city. See, so this is an ongoing argument we keep having: is the fact that, like, I'm I'm fine. Like, we could obviously we're doing it as the first episode, and that I'm fine was not like a what do they call that when you're just like um
1: he's so fine. No, 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 not
2: that when you're just like you know what, fine, I'm 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 over it. I'm, it's fine, I'm over it. Like, you get
1: it was, what you want again. Yeah,
2: it, it wasn't like that. Like, I really
1: am fine with it.
2: But it just, you know, it's not the first one, Dave. Yeah, it is. Uh, the
1: Enterprise won't exist without Pike. And they even show that in the new Star Trek movie.
2: The new Star Trek movie doesn't really have anything to do with... Oh, wait, we can't talk about that.
1: 2009 is 2014, there's five years. They could suck it.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. But that's not the new Star Trek movie at this point. At this point that we're recording this. The new Star Trek movie is the one that just came out. Into uh,
1: Darkness. If you haven't seen it, go see it. No spoiler alert because I'm not telling you about it. Very good though. It <laughs> was. I saw it in the theater.
2: I don't go to the theater to see movies that often. I just wait till they come out, like in the red box or something. Khan.
1: And uh, which everybody knows Khan was in it. But uh, spoiler a alert. Song. That was a big selling point. Was that Khan was in it.
2: Spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler alert. Khan.
2: Um, you killed my best friend. but no, uh, pretty much Star Trek and if there are a few other like select films that I will go see. like I said, most of them I just wait till they come out like on DVD or in the red box or something like that. but I mean, just st- for some reason, Star Trek has always, even as someone who isn't a dedicated fan, I haven't as I said in our teaser video if you haven't seen it, I'm not even comfortable saying that I've seen more than 20% of the entire 50-year franchise. You haven't lived. But uh, I'm still... I'm I'm invested in going and paying the money to see it opening weekend. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: I did too. Yeah. Well, yeah. There was mean, no waiting for me. I'm, I was going to see it opening weekend. I'm there.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was it was for this most recent one, it was a Friday after work, but I had to make sure that I, I switched with someone so I could get an earlier shift. turkey Because, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Nerd <laughs> alert. I was there. So I was in my Starfleet uniform, and I had my phaser gun. No, um, <laughs> sure. I actually, out of the two of us, I am not the one who owns a Starfleet uniform.
1: Um,. I don't really own a uniform, but I do have three phasers. The
2: fact that he has... To, yeah,
1: okay, there you tri- go. And a the, couple of tricorders and a few communicators. The
2: fact that he has to, to to differentiate... I don't actually own a Starfleet uniform. I have a couple However, Star Trek shirts. <laughs> yeah, see? So, who's really the Trekkie out of the two of us? You no, know, no, don't look around. <laughs> um, okay, so... Where were we? See, I don't even know.
1: Well, he was just beating and banging on the glass, and I was just going to jump to... Uh... Oh. What was the fun part? She uh, says,
2: because he keeps asking her, how real are you? And she says... She, like It was like very sexually. She just looks at him and just goes, as real as you wish. And all I could think of is, Kirk would have been...
1: On that. Kirk, this would be a perfect episode for Kirk, and it might have actually ended the series before it began because Kirk uh let's see. He would have banged there's, her. There's women on the bridge, <laughs> which we all know he loves women being on that bridge. Um he drops down into the village and this hot There's girl only comes one, one up, girl Dibs. Yeah. Captain gets first pick. Exactly. The (laughs)
2: fact that she's there and she's like, I'm as real as you want me to be.
1: Like, like, it would have been over. He wouldn't care if it was a dream or not. He's he's there. He's there. And And we mean there. And this is jumping ahead, but then he's stuck in that cage with three women picking the litter. Exactly. I think he would have tasted the wine. Gone back for seconds.
2: <laughs> I've never heard it said that way. Tasted the wine. <laughs>
1: he's smoking the weed. Yeah, not the same thing. No. But I've never heard it said that way. Tell you,
2: you're like, and you just said it like so naturally. Like, I had an he, old, he I had
1: old teacher. <laughs> I had an old teacher. When he was talking about marijuana, he's like, they were smoking the weed. And he, every time, he didn't say marijuana. He didn't say cannabis. He didn't say nothing. He's always. The weed Not weed But the weed The weed There's only one The one and only The weed <laughs> but,
2: but yeah Like I As real as you Kirk would have been like Alright And he just would have Oh
1: uh, Especially with that green lady Later on
2: Well that's her right
1: It's the same girl In a different Different look Cause Yeah, yeah
2: cause she has a wig
1: Yeah And she's and green she, yeah, but the whole time they're trying. Well, yeah, because she's
2: green. That's that's his thing, right? That's his. He loves green women. Yeah, <laughs> even in the even in the '09 movie, Chris Pine hooks up with two of them, doesn't he? <laughs> Doing
1: that green chick. Yeah. I think he's the same one. To be honest. What do you mean, the same one? The same green chick that he hooks up with. Oh really? Yeah, I think he just does her twice. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he had two of them at the same time. I thought he was. I thought he was in, he was in a, an alien threesome. Right on, <laughs> but no, he does. I mean, Kirk would have been there. He would have been like, uh, you know, thank you for the option. I will take it.
1: Like, <laughs> let's get it on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. Uh,
1: thank you. That was a very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole time, the these aliens are. Popping images into his head. Um, this girl's real, by the way. We find out that she is actually real. And she's probably the only thing that isn't a figment of his imagination. But
2: Yeah, but she's not as real as he would like. <laughs> yeah.
1: for, Contrary for to real, what she said. For real. But she the whole time she's trying to appeal to his sexuality to get him attracted to her. To kind of get him, coerce him to stay with her.
2: Yeah, even in that to the marriage. Scene yeah. When when marriage,
1: the very like the very end of the episode, she's still like, you know, I'm not that pretty, but you should still stay here, anyways.
2: I'm not that pretty, but uh, you'll get some well, pretty she, much.
1: <laughs> she looks like Quasimodo and Leatherface combined. It's it's pretty rough. Yeah, but it's
2: but she still had those eyes. Those eyes.
1: Like, those eyes. Were, those eyes were constant. I mean, yeah. if you can look past the hump. Um, she no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, she had like three breasts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she even said, she's like, you know, they found me uh, a pile of human flesh. Yeah. And they didn't know how to put me back together. They're which like, you, you brought up a very interesting point.
1: They look like humans. They're shaped like humans aside from their big ass heads.
2: They're humanoid.
1: Why didn't they just do her in their own image uh, with the exception of... The butthead, because nobody finds that attractive. I mean...
2: Then again, they were... Unless you're an ass man. They, they d- <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Um, they did appear to be all men. Yeah. And so perhaps they just didn't know what to do with breasts.
1: I don't know. They gave her pretty nice ones in those images. Yeah, that's... Well, no, that's because they... Well, yeah,
2: actually, especially because they had past images if if i heard it correctly they had past images of humans before they ever interacted with her as well yeah that's how they were able to much. right but they still did so like they should have known yeah it,
1: they're it, super intelligent but they don't know what a woman looks like
2: yeah exactly exactly that's i mean there's that that little stuff bugs me and that little stuff is definitely the stuff that i can't wait to talk about on this show (laughs)
1: like that is the little things yeah oh
2: the little things that we notice that we make into we make mountains out of molehills it
1: is a big issue like you you know you're in the future you got these superhuman beings that could pretty much kill you at a whim and they don't even know what a woman looks like
2: yeah like what is that
1: how'd you get here did you not see your mom when you came out or something like for real.
2: But is that how they came there? Is that how they came to know. be? I don't
1: know because they said that there was a war thousands of years ago and that's why they live underground. Right. Pretty much they live they said they pretty much live like not forever, but
2: speaking just of about. speaking of, you know, their aliens and, and how do they not know? Here's one, how do how do they know? How is it that every just about every alien species that any Star Trekkians whatever you call them, Starfleet people, interact with, know how to speak English.
1: They actually bring that up in a few episodes. I guess everybody was implanted with a universal translator. Um, Oh, is that what it was? That's what it's supposed to be. Um, And I brought up the question. I'm like, all right, then...
2: It's a new language? But here's
1: the thing. Okay, they have universal translators. No big deal. Everybody knows how to speak English. Great. Now, wait, wait, wait! But wait, who was it? The Starfleet was implanted, or the alien races were? Everybody, um- everybody,
2: supposedly. But they—they they find how many new worlds uh, all the enough. time.
1: That—that's one of the big things. Is like everybody was supposedly implanted with this, but how do you already know the language of somebody you haven't met yet? But here's here's the biggest thing that blows my mind. When we get to the Klingons, you'll you'll see. But when the Klingons speak Klingon to other Klingons. It's Klingon to the Klingon, but shouldn't it be translated to the human? Yeah, it should Since be. they already know what they're saying, it's right? Like, it
2: shouldn't the, be like if if you and someone else are talking, and I'm just standing there like, what? Yeah, what it, are they saying? That's
1: what it's like, but it shouldn't be like that because they have their translators.
2: Right. That's why I thought when you said they were implanted with translators, I thought you said I thought you meant uh, Starfleet people were, because that would make sense because. Um, it's like in that one episode of uh, Futurama, where I don't know if you watched Futurama, but um, if, if any of if you don't, you definitely should. It's a, a very good series. Um, but Bender, the robot, is floating through space at one point, and he finds pretty much that show's version of the. I don't know what you call it—the God particle or whatever they they say. Do you know the, the part the scene I that I'm talking haven't about?
1: Seen that much.
2: Um, but... Well, there's one, and he says like he sees these um, things, and it appears to be flashing to him in binary because as a robot he can mm-hmm. you know understand that, and he looks at it and he's just like, uh, you know, do you you know? He goes, I think they're trying to, I think that thing is trying to communicate with me, and he yells like, do you speak English? And they, all of a sudden, this ominous voice just goes, "I do now." Like <laughs> it, the the way that they make it seem is that you only need just a few things,
1: like just to grab the context, right, right? Like
2: water. Like if you, I would assume on any foreign. Now I don't just mean like Earth languages. I mean like if there are aliens, like you would need like water, food, and maybe one other thing. And then pretty much anything... at Like, if you could could translate those things, anything else should be extremely easy. Because that's water, food, and maybe air. Probably just the elements, really. I might as well just say earth, wind, and fire. If you
1: work for NASA and you're looking for life forms, that's the only way you'll find it.
2: (laughs) Right. So, like, that would be the things that, like...
1: Not everything is carbon-based, by the way. NASA. Look (laughs) for other things other than what's based off of our life here on Earth. Not every planet has the same life that we have here on Earth. All right? Pull your head out of your ass. Look for something different. Just saying. Well,
2: if it's human like life, that's why they always look for uh, nitrous, or nitro. what is it? Nitrous nitrogen. oxide? Nitrogen, nitrogen oxide. Oxygen. Yeah, they look for those types of planets because, to I mean, any species, any known species needs that. To survive, because the only known species are ones here on Earth. Which the only you... the only other thing that we've ever the only three things really that we've ever discovered in space for whatever would be like other like rock,
1: rocks, water, water, metals,
2: metals. Okay, so maybe it's more than four because stardust yeah. we've seen and like the gas planets like jupiter is jupiter not jupiter jupiter is a giant gas is it okay um you're a giant gas (laughs) no um (laughs) well (laughs) compliments to the ship but uh, (laughs) but no like you know what i mean so like we've but those things they're not living even water isn't a living species any living species that we it
1: moves it duplicates what yeah
2: Okay, anyway, getting back to actual topics.
1: <laughs> actual songs. Um, Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: actual, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so when the uh, crew of the Enterprise goes down, finally, and they're trying to shoot into the thing, again, the graphics, special effects, whatever, whatever you want to call it, when they had like, that rocket thing, and they were shooting into the the doors, the elevator rock doors. The rainbow colors were awesome. It was very trippy. <laughs> I thought, but they were awesome special effects for the, again for that time. I thought they were very good. So has my seal of approval.
1: Thank <laughs> 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 so you, Stowtrax. Yeah. Back back to the story since that's what we're. I thought they were here. We
2: were all here just to discuss Star Trek, not to recap. You're talking the about episode, Futurama. Not to recap the episode we that re- we just watched. We
1: are recapping so they can understand what's going on. Some people are watching this episode like, "Well, why are they doing this? What's going on here?" I don't get Who it. Who
2: would be watching this or listening to this and didn't see the episode?
1: Um, my sister asks me questions all the time when I'm watching Star Trek, and she's like, "Well, what's going on? I'm like, you'll find out later." then later it rolls around and you where you find out, and she's like, well, I still don't get it, and I have to explain it to her. So it's, it's kind of like, if those kind of people are watching... Gotta... It's the
2: first episode, though! There's not going to be any... If they don't understand it, then they understand it later. And if not, then they re- ask us on one of our many forms of social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll give out all the information on those later. But they could get in touch with us anyway to question something.
1: Yeah, ask us and if we get filled with a bunch of questions we will release another video that kind of answers those questions and I'm assuming a similar format to our teaser video.
2: We could do that. How I mean, we we broke could, it down. We and, could do that. We could do like the end of an episode like after we talk about like say The Cage or Where No Man Has Gone Before or whatever episode. At the end of it after we're done and you know the, the credits roll we could be like, okay, well, you know, since our last episode, we got some questions, yeah. and we'll answer them now. I mean, either way really works. We'll kind of have to figure that we'll, out we'll as decide. we go <laughs> along. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, so we're at the point, obviously, because I already brought it up, where the the Enterprise crew is down on the planet shooting the cool uh, <laughs>
1: rainbow rock <laughs> things. Laser. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, that was it, because pretty much the very next scene is where he is talking, where Pike is talking to her, to the the beautiful-eyed chick, and um, he mentions, and I made sure to make a point of it to you, it was the, the only thing out of the notes that I took that I said to you while we were watching the episode, and I said about the fact that he uses the words menagerie and cage. Yeah. And I was like, I almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, they said it. What's that thing like a Family Guy when he's like, you know, when they say the title of a movie in the movie? <laughs> remember that? When Peter's just like freaking out and he says something about like, you know, they, they cut it and he's like, this is going to be, I don't even remember what the example was, but it was just going to be like, this is going to be Men in Black 2. And he's just like, oh, they said it. Like... <laughs> Uh, it was just yeah. oh that was that was my thought was oh he said menagerie and cage. You <laughs> 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 just see her face right now. <laughs> wow, he says. <laughs> he said it. That's the name. Anywho. Anywho, I'm sorry that I interrupted your recap with some well, actual this discussion. I wasn't going to
1: completely recap this part, but you know what he he gets like really pissed off and he goes jumping at the glass and then all of a sudden the guy's like oh shit and he jumps back and though he knows yeah, the wall's yeah, there. Yeah, that was very interesting. It was a very good twist. Like, and he's like oh, you can't read me when I'm really pissed off or whatever and I'm just sitting there I'm like well, you were really pissed off in the beginning when you found out you were a caged animal and they were reading your thoughts. Well, he
2: said it, caged!
1: Yeah. <laughs> you did it! You did but, it! But they're, they're giving him a play-by-play on what he's going to do. Even though he's in this intense state of anger, they're still reading his thoughts and knowing See, exactly what's going to go on. I don't know, on. because
2: was he I mean, he was angry, no doubt about it, but I would think he would be more confused and scared at that point. How are they reading his thoughts how, what is going on? How is he going to get out? According
1: to him, it's like, if he has an intense emotion, any which way it spins, well, the, a super intense emotion... No, but he
2: said, he's, he said, um, primitive emotions, anger would be, is like one of the most primitive emotions. Well, if you're
1: primitive, wouldn't you be confused? If you know what being confused is, if you're primitive.
2: Um... Maybe, but scared and confused and angry think, all at the same I, time. I think
1: well, I think being scared, um, I'd consider that primitive because if you're scared, that means you don't understand something.
2: All right, I'll give you that. I mean, so if okay, so if that's if the you're case, irrational.
1: Then, that means that you don't understand why you're afraid of something. Think about it that way.
2: Well, no, but, oh, I mean I I don't necessarily agree with that because like I could be afraid of spiders. And it's not that I don't understand spiders. It's but just. But do you
1: understand why you're afraid of spiders?
2: It's just. That's not what you said, though,
1: is it? In, in, I mean, in a sense. I mean, obviously, you're gonna. If you understand, like, I understand, bears are big ass and scary. I mean, they got razor sharp claws about that long. I mean, you don't want to get hit by that. Right. But I understand that's why I'm afraid. Of.
2: Right, but like, there, are, like, I, I am, I, I'm afraid of heights. And it's an irrational fear. I know I have absolutely no reason to be afraid. Oh, then you could fall and die. See, I'm actually not afraid of dying, but that's a different topic for a different time. <laughs> I'm I'm more afraid Ooh, of...
1: We can talk about that in a mock time.
2: I'm uh, I'm more afraid of falling and getting injured and living, because <laughs> I don't want to deal with
1: that. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. that at, least, that's, at least when I die, it's over. I'm exactly. Done. That's exactly
2: my reasoning. You guys reasoning. can
1: deal with the pain. I'm done.
2: Yeah, that's exactly my <laughs> reasoning. Is I don't want to deal with that much pain. Um, pain? Ooh. So, uh, alright, so... We don't have much time. Yeah, what do you got over there, man? You don't even tell me nothing. Okay, so Spock reacts too much. Was, again, going back to the fact that, like, he smiled There's and whatever. Too and much emotion. Yeah, too much. I mean...
1: I but, you understand. They don't know wh- where they're going with Yeah, it they yet. didn't
2: know, because they uh, they read they did retool the entire series. Yeah, if
1: you go to the, the Kirk pilot, he is pretty much... Yeah, he is, like, the Spock that everyone knows. He's just bleh. He's like... Um, okay, here's one of the just things no that deal. I, uh...
2: They mo- we were talking about the fact that, like, they moved beyond speech... They moved. They're so intelligent, yet they can't make a woman. They're so intelligent, yet they can't understand primitive emotion. And they're so intelligent and all this crap. Why did they not? They they figured out a way to telepathically communicate. Why do they still have the need to walk?
1: For real? Why won't they just right? Like, like,
2: shouldn't they be able to like, like float around? Or, like, or bounce
1: just, on your big brain.
2: Or just like, snap, not even snap their fingers. Just literally think. And be
1: somewhere else. Come on, be like a cube. Be like there. Why, why don't you do that? Yeah. But. And of course, people are going. What are you talking about a cube?
2: But it? guess what? No spoilers. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll talk. To, we'll talk to you in thirty years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my, one of the things that I, uh, of course, was thinking was when I said about how, you know. It's not Shatner. It's Jeffrey Hunter's name yeah. that comes up. Whatever happened to him? He, because uh, he's not even the same. He doesn't even play the part in the menagerie. Like at the very end, because they show the re like they show the, yeah. the old footage. But he's not even the the wheelchair bound version. Like whatever happened to
1: that guy? I think um, well, when they did the cage, you know, like it's like. An hour and like ten minutes long, mm-hmm. and they obviously had to cut it down. Um, but I think, like it, it, I think I read somewhere it wasn't quite working.
2: Yeah, NBC said that it was too cerebral. That was part of the whole retooling aspect of it.
1: Yeah, I, I heard uh, they they were as they were trying to cut it down, and they're like, oh well, you know, you gotta reshoot it. You know, this isn't working. Um oh what the hell's name? Hunter. Jeffrey Hunter. Jeff Hunter. He's just like, Yeah, I don't I don't wanna do this. He's just kinda like, Yeah, but like
2: I mean I don't know if he's still alive, but I wonder if he just sits there even the fact that like Shatner still focuses on Trek, he does a lot of like documentaries and stuff now, like he's actually just airing one.
1: He's in a bunch of other like other shows too. Like he's, he's trying to get away from that Trek image. You right. Know?
2: Except for the fact, of, like I, I was actually just reading this this article the other day about how he's um he has another documentary coming out, but this time it's about uh kind of the filming and a lot of the backstage tension in the early seasons of Next Generation. And somebody was commenting how uh, even though he was or is trying to get away from being like the Star Trek guy. There seems to be a certain part of him that's like embracing it and where he's becoming like the Godfather and the and the kind of the gatekeeper of all of the knowledge of everything Star Trek. Which I think is good like for him because not that he can't do other things, but it still keeps him out there. It it shows that he does appreciate where he came from. I mean, he did a lot of other stuff Not only that, that, it's
1: kind of like you know, we haven't forgotten about you Shatner. Right. (laughs) Like, we know you're there Kirk.
2: But it's like, I wonder if if he's alive, if this Hunt, if Jeffrey Hunter kind of looks, and not even just him but just looks at the fact that 50 years later people still care, even people who weren't even alive like us, like younger generations still care about Star Trek. And he's just like, damn, like, I missed
1: out. Well, a lot of people even talk about him as Pike. Like, those who have seen the episode or even heard of like, what? Kirk wasn't the captain all the time? Yeah. And people are like, oh, well, who is this guy? And then they go back and they look. So it's kind of like, even though he only did one actual episode, he still. Like, I, mean, if, I mean, he did cement his place in the
2: history. Yeah, he's
1: like, he's still, like, an icon as the first captain of the Enterprise. If you don't include the other series that go before her.
2: Right, but, I mean, like I said, I just, I wonder, like, Shatner has done other things. Patrick Stewart has done other, they've all gone on, even Jonathan Frakes, who doesn't really act much anymore, he's a fantastic director. He's
1: he's a bunch of, like, Twilight Zone type shows. Like, he's the host of these weird, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. He was the host of that for a couple years. And it's kind of like shows like that you'd be the host of.
2: But I know he I know he, he, directs like a lot of like episodic TV as well. Yeah. Like he, um, uh, there was an episode of Castle where they went to a, like a sci-fi comic convention type thing. And he played like a nerdy fanboy. And he like not only played that, like he was only in it for like a brief thing, but he also directed the episode as well. So, like, he, like, I see things all the time, and it's not just sci fi or sci fi fantasy shows. Like, it's just regular, uh, maybe not like a Law and Order type of show, yeah. but just like any regular show. Like, I, I'm a huge into, like, behind the scenes, so I look at all the credits of stuff, and I'll be like, oh, that person. And in my mind, of course, I put the connection, there, oh, that person wrote for this show, and they were, you know, friends with this person, whatever. Because I
1: read all that stuff, but I'll
2: I'll see and I'll be like, oh, that's, you know, Jonathan Frakes. That's, you know, he. got
1: hardcore into directing. Like, he he directed, I don't know, I think like eight or ten episodes of Next Generation. He did one of the movies, too, didn't he? He he actually did two of them. He did First Contact, and then he did Star Trek Nemesis. Okay. I think Nemesis was like a joint thing between him and Brent Spiner. Because I know Brent Spiner actually wrote that. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Jonathan Frakes directed that. Directed first contact. He directed a couple. Well, he wasn't the
2: first one to direct.
1: No, no, nice. No, he, he wasn't.
2: Um, what's his name? Wasn't? Uh, didn't Nimoy direct the first? N- Nimoy directed, I think, th- three of the original series movies. Actually. Well, I know he did search for Spock because I I remember reading this thing. I only saw it one place, so I don't know if it was just uh, anything in particular. Like if it was just. Something from this article that somebody made up, mm-hmm. or whatever, but it was uh, because they they kill off his character in two, and they figured that the third one was going to be... It was The Search for Spock, yeah. and they said that he wasn't going to be in it, but they wanted him to direct it. And I read that he said something along the lines of, what do you think, I'm not good in, a good enough actor to actually be <laughs> in the film?
1: And it shows up at the end.
2: And they were like, "No, like we want you to mold the other actors, like because that's what a good director does." I mean, in a franchise like Star Trek, you kind of have a lot of stuff is cut and dry, and that's how it is a lot of the time with with TV. You know, it's it's the writers and the producers and the actors are there every week, and they know the characters, and you get a director who doesn't regularly work on the series, and they come in, and they want to do, like, all sorts of stuff, and it's like, listen, like, that's not how we do stuff around it's here. not how I roll. And so, like, you know, they're like, oh, well, like, a director might be like, well, why don't you say this like this? And it's like, you have someone, not even, like, Shatner or Nimoy or whoever, it's just anybody, really, and it's just like, well, like, like you know, I'll use uh, Castle as an example. Like, Nathan Fillion might be like, well, I wouldn't, you know, it, that's not how it is. And it's like, well, why not? And it's like, you know, well, how, why don't you try it? And it's like, I know Castle. You know, it's like, I've lived with this character for four or five years. Yeah. You know? But Pike, or I'm sorry, Hunter, see, Pike uh hunter never got the chance to live with that character so i kind of wonder if he regrets it you know and i wonder like i said i don't know what he does if he's still alive what yeah. he, like i never heard of him and before or after that's not saying he wasn't a big actor because i had never
1: i didn't know i don't think he was big with like like western type Films like that, that was his main thing. Oh, was he? He think, looked,
2: yeah, you could t- kind of tell that he
1: looks like a western. I, I think that's why they felt he didn't quite fit into Star Trek because I mean, well, it's kind of like he was a space cowboy, but yeah, what's well, d- what any I mean, but I, I don't think they felt he he fit in that role, yeah, because they were so used to him being in westerns. And it was also,
2: it was, it was very kind of dark. Episode. The whole thing
1: had, like, a dark overtone. Like, even the music. Like, yeah. granted, you know there's going to be, like, some points, it's like, dun-dun-dun-type moments. Right. But, like, that whole episode was kind of like a dark overcast. Like, kind of like uh, they were trying to kill him the whole time, even though they really weren't. They are were just trying to mold him into a mate for their female that they had there. But it was kind of like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to kill you because you're an asshole. <laughs> 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 you're, 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 you're not working with us, we're just gonna kill you and...
2: Yeah, like, that's... But now, see, I... I think, and that was kind of the way television was back then, was like, not everything was in order. Yeah. That's like the the episode where No Man Has Gone Before was the third episode aired, but the first produced after The Cage. It was the, the second pilot, which was also a very, uh unusual thing back in those times. If you, yeah. you shot something and it didn't work, that was it. You were done. But the they wanted it and it was NBC and it was uh, Lou which was Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball's production company. They wanted this show so they gave it a second shot and uh, oh, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, yeah, this is
1: going to be a regular occurrence. <laughs> yeah, losing uh, her place.
2: Unfortunately, uh, that tends to happen. Well, to we a were we were but...
1: talking about um, how Hunter uh, wasn't really fit for the part, and he kind of just disappeared. Oh, that's okay. That's where uh, I was Star going. With it. Was, the that, was the fact
2: that was the fact that I think had they shown that episode, like had they f- done more, and maybe if that episode was like somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, it may be, that that would have been better because as a first episode to draw in all of your viewers. Well,
1: that's that doesn't. I mean, they could have pulled a full house where they taped the first episode and like, nah, then retaped the entire first episode with a different actor. Yeah, but I mean, twenty years. Well, that before... I mean they
2: kind of did that with the with the menagerie. They took different. Yeah. They took right. aspects of it, and it's not. It's not Hunter as the, the, uh, messed up faced wheelchair bound guy. Yeah. He does. He is there at the end when they reuse the, the clips.
1: But yeah. Throughout the whole episode, they're using these clips from the cage. Yeah. To kind of put him on trial. Right. Which.
2: But it's but it's it's not him there, but, um, I don't know overall. See, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to judge this episode because it is so different from the rest of them. And it is... It, it's almost... I mean, it, it doesn't really count. It's like it doesn't count. Yeah, because just, anything that, that you need to know or that you should know from that, you find out later in the Menagerie. And they do change a few... Small details to fit in more with the, the quote series. unquote official canon. Yeah, so I mean, it's as an episode, it's very dark for the franchise, but as an episode, as like a standalone, it's not a bad
1: episode, in yeah, my no, opinion. Was, I mean, it was kind of more like a, a toilet zone type, type, yeah, type deal going yeah. on there because he's like in this surreal place, he's. I mean, it's not, he wasn't dreaming the whole time, but at the time it, but it was kind of like it was a dream the entire time. Right. Because he, the only time he was truly himself was when he landed on the planet and when he left the planet. And um, that was even, I mean, he did leave the planet, but of didn't leave the planet. Well, he, I mean, he did, but not in her mind. No, but, no, in her mind, they pretty much like, oh, you can have a mate, and then they send off a ghosty. Ghost Young on first. Like, that was...
2: I mean, that, it was just... It was so weird. And if it weren't for the fact that I know certain... That I know a, a decent amount about Trek... Like, if, if they had aired that as the first episode... Like, it's a, it's a People little... People would be confused. Yeah, it's a little difficult to follow, I thought. Especially because, like... And that's having... Se- I've seen the episode at least twice in, in that I can remember in my yeah. lifetime... So it's I mean it's a little difficult to follow as like the introduction to a, like
1: a series
2: right not even a franchise but a series, <laughs> Just a because, series itself
1: because yeah. at the time it wasn't a franchise it was right a series it was Star Trek but yeah like the whole time he's trying to explain what's going like not blatantly be like oh this is what's going on right now but the whole time he's as he's figuring things out, well, yeah. I mean, you he, need the exposition. He's he's kind of explaining it, like, oh, I'm figuring this out, and this is how, like, this is what's going on. This is how it's happening. This is what they're doing. Like, as you're watching the episode, it's like he's explaining everything that's going on to the audience. Yeah, to the audience without speaking to the audience. He's like, it's well, kinda I mean, like
2: you kind of you kind of need that that exposition, like, uh, on a show that I am a big fan of. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer they had the character of Giles for that he would you know they'd be like oh this is the mo- I don't know if you've ever watched the show but in case anybody who's listening hasn't it's like you know oh here's the monster or you know here's the we, we think this is kind of what the monster looks like this week um, here's what it did you know a few other details and then like then you know a scene or two later he would come back with one of his books and he would be like, okay, it is this type of demon, Uh, its purpose is this, and, you know, whatever, and whereas he's explaining to them so they could go fight it, really, it's, the the writers are explaining to us kind of how much, like, what emotionally we need to invest because then it's like, okay, uh, it's, you know, it's after this and this and this, and then whatever's going on with the actual characters, those things will, will kind of dovetail towards the end because then it's, oh, well, he's after this, and that relates to what's going on in their personal lives, so whatever. so But they needed that exposition because if not, it's just like, well, why are they going after this thing? Why is he doing what well, he's doing? And kind of when he, like when Pike, because he's there by himself, and he's talking to someone who... First he's not even sure is real. And second isn't answering a damn one of his no, questions. She, she,
1: she's just like yeah, no, disappear.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so he, like, he, like he I mean they the kind of he did kind of need to to talk out loud and cuz I mean really anyone would do it but they wouldn't I I think he he did it a little
1: Excessively, like you, it was a little too. It was a little too on the nose. Yeah, he's he was like, oh, I'm in a cage, and this is a menagerie. He
2: uh, just the cage. There he's in it. Like,
1: he, <laughs> like he's he's like dead on with what's going on. He's yeah, just, because uh, well, yeah, that's because they did need to explain. kind like, of be vague about it and like let the audience figure it out for themselves. Like don't spoon feed every detail. Right. To
2: them. Yeah, that's that's something I'm not a. Uh, not a fan of is when, like I'm, you know what I mean, it's like I'm an intelligent person and if, uh my, you know, Lost is a good example, Lost and like Battlestar Galactica are a good example of that, it's like, if you, you know, they don't spoon feed (laughs) they do not spoon feed there we go, I got it, things, like everything to the audience it's if you get it, you get it. If you don't, perhaps this show isn't for you.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean,
2: I mean, it's not like Trek watch is the, the most
1: episode once or twice, like you know, like two or three times, so that well, way you can.
2: Yeah, because I mean, then again, could... back then that wasn't always possible. It wasn't an option,
1: but... but
2: it's like if you don't get it, you don't get it, and I, you know what I mean. Like they shouldn't have to dumb things down. Yeah. You know. Well, nowadays
1: you might have to.
2: Right, now, but think about it. It was 50 years ago. Audiences were supposed to be more mature. Yeah. You know? So they shouldn't have had to, to dumb it down. But I, I overall, think. I think it was a, a good episode, a good start. A little bit of a, a cagey start, yeah. if I may. Uh, I honestly don't remember what the off the top of my head what the first broadcast order episode was I think it's Charlie
1: X the man trap then is it the X. man X. trap yeah, and then Charlie X
2: okay because I like I said I know uh, where no man has gone before is episode three I don't know why I thought Charlie X was first but I actually you know what I, I think you're right I think so it takes place
1: first in the star dates to be honest. Oh yeah, like, that's something like, that we're gonna, like the like they're that's another thing. They, star
2: dates weren't in this one. I,
1: I don't think they had a feel for what's like. I think season three, they're more in order. Yeah, which but, is
2: funny because Roddenberry wasn't even involved in half of season three. I'll but, get to that when we when we, get when we there. talk about it. Yeah, yeah,
1: Well it's just it's weird because I like they had the star dates to kind of be like, oh yeah, you know, we're keeping track of our stuff because it's like a military type thing. Yeah, you got to keep all your ducks in a row. But I think it was more or less there just to be like, Yeah, we're keeping track of everything that happens.
2: Yeah, except for the fact that some of them take place star date wise, if I'm not mistaken, they take place before other ones, but the information hasn't been learned. It's been
1: relayed like yeah. Like say see like episode five takes place after episode seven. But yet, in Episode 7, they have the information from Episode 5. Right. Even though it hasn't happened yet. Exactly. And that that's the only... Like,
2: but it's... I, I don't think... I don't I don't know if it was necessarily, like... If that was thought of.
1: I think they're just going for, like, that entertainment factor. Um, just to kind of keep people engaged with it. Which, at that time, you're not paying attention to Stardates anyway. Stardates right. didn't become a big thing until Next Generation...
2: Well, it's also the fact that uh, they were aired out of order, of course. That, because yeah, that they had a lot to do with it, too. Um, and the fact that, like you said, you know, if it was like 5 and 7, but then it's actually supposed to be 7 and 5, some of it could have been re-edited as True. well. Because it's like, okay, well, maybe... They in, I don't know if this is the case, but it's like maybe they included the star date from the original, but because they decided, oh, well, it's actually going to air afterwards, they tacked on the ending yeah. from another thing or whatever, you know, but uh, chances are we will get to all of those types of details when we do it. Now, for this episode, I didn't go into it too much because there's, there's, a lot.
1: There's a lot we could talk about with every episode. And well,
2: I was well, no. What I was gonna say with this one in particular is there is a lot of behind the scenes information available.
1: That just changes the whole outlook of like each episode and like the series itself, right? Because then you understand like why this happened the way it did in this episode, right? Because the stuff going on behind the scenes just well that I changes mean everything. as
2: as one of the things that we talked about not to the audience we were talking in in preparation for this show was the fact that like you know a lot of, you know more than i do about what happens like on screen yeah
1: i know a lot on screen stuff
2: but I, I a lot of the the stuff i'm more not that i'm not interested in the show but i'm more interested in a lot of the behind the scenes stuff
1: that sets the mood like a lot of people don't know this but um oh what the hell, Nicole's Michelle Nichol? Yeah, her. Um, the original Uhura hasn't she, appeared yet from what we've seen. Yeah, she hasn't appeared yet, but she was actually going to leave the show, I think, after season one. And then they proved... Well,
2: her and, as far as I know, for the movies and the animated series, her and uh, George Takei weren't going to get paid as much as the rest of them because they were still, because they were uh, minority actors and whatever. And I was actually just reading an article the other day where he doesn't talk about it because he doesn't think that it's something that should be like brought to attention. And he doesn't want to make it be like you know, yes, I am that great of a guy. But uh, Leonard Nimoy, from what I understand, was a big advocate for. If they're not going to be in it and getting a decent pay, I'm not going to be in it. I think he
1: was actually the one who talked to horror into Stan. Yeah, I think was, which I think is a fan. It's a, it's a wonderful thing, especially to build that relationship with, like, yeah, off screen, build but, that relationship to make it easier to work with. But then that transfers over into the show when you see.
2: Now, see that's it's, and the the thing that's really unfortunate is like. Um, takei is out there a lot now and it's it's really depressing because he's a guy with a a very good story to tell and a very um illustrious career and almost everything that i see anymore is where he's always bad-mouthing william shatner because they did oh not, a, because they did not get along, and I understand you didn't get along. Even Leonard Nimoy has gone on record as saying that he, they didn't, that the two of them always didn't get along. Yeah, they were. Michelle Nichols, Michelle Nichols said that she didn't get along, and you know, so apparently people have a problem with Bill Shatner, but um, not every. But they've also like Michelle uh, Nichols and Leonard Nimoy and the rest of them have also said good things about him, and pretty much everything that I'm that I keep reading or seeing with Takei, it's always like the one of the things recently was how you know they all knew back then that he was gay but they were all cool about it because if if it got out in the world like the Hollywood world he would kill the series before it began Well, not even it, would, but he would never work again because that wasn't
1: as a time the stigma
2: right but he said that, you know, at, like, the, the weekly rap parties or whatever, they would all be there with their their husbands or their wives or their girlfriends or boyfriends, and he would always have a buddy, as he put it. And he said that everybody in on the, the cast and the crew knew and they were cool about it, except there was always one guy who it went over his head. And in the <laughs> interview, after some prodding, he finally was like, you know, that... And that was the problem with Bill. Because, you know, and it's just like, every like, okay, who cares? Maybe he didn't get that you were gay. Maybe it wasn't a big deal to him to the point where he had to give you the wink and the nod and be like, yeah, I'm cool with it, buddy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not everything. <laughs> I don't care either way. Yeah, not everything. Like I said, he has a, a fantastic career. He, he does how many things, like, you know, comedy things online now, he has appeared, or at least done a voice in two of the major, if not the two major, space-themed uh, franchises. He was, of course, obviously in Star Trek, and he did at least a voice in one of the in something Star Wars-related. You know what I mean? Like he has, and and he's done so many other things, uh, in film, TV. He's a, a very big uh, activist for uh, like gay rights and stuff. He has so many other things that he could and should talk about. It doesn't always have to come back to bashing
1: Yeah, Bill That's, Shatner. I think it's, it's weird. Like You hear about how rough it was for the original series cast to work, but then when you hear about the Next Generation cast, they were such a tight-knit family. Yeah, I mean they like I mean they, well the, yeah the cast yeah they literally hung out with each other and I mean they got into a couple scuffles here and there. But who doesn't? You're working in such close quarters, especially with people. for seven years. Yeah, exactly. But, but for the most part, like you will never hear one person say something bad about another person because they are that close, right? And that's I mean that that
2: makes sense. Like like you said, like everybody's bound to to get in a little. Like there are people that I work with at my actual job to make money uh that i get along with and then there are people that i don't get along with but i can work with them you know and some people i'll hang out with outside of work and others i i can't you're, you know, you're I my work
1: friend i don't want to see you outside the...
2: Yeah, no you're not in my work friend you're my co-worker i want i want to give
1: you a nod when i see you i'll just give you the finger well, and then I mean, we, I'm, I'm not that bad. Like, I'll, I'll give him a nod. And we get into work, like, what was that about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, you probably have
2: that at your job as well. Like, I work along.
1: Oh, well, not you, <laughs> duh. Yeah. Well, yeah, the guys in the other, other shops, for the most part, they're all cool. But,
2: but I would assume, like, you have. there. There There is, there is one guy where I'm just like stop talking yeah (laughs) Yeah, well I'm sorry David we do a show together now
1: I don't even work with you
2: I work for you no I don't no you don't this is very much a a co
1: cohabitant
2: um, yeah but anyway so um, I think that just about wraps up First episode proper. Let me
1: let me just close this out for you guys that are listening. Um, They leave the the rock, and they find out that they actually did blast a hole through it. They come down the fancy stairs. They talk about. Oh, that's
2: right. He has to finish. I got to finish the story. I'm sorry. We actually had a conversation, not recapping the episode. All
1: right. Well, they they talk about how the lady's a humpback whale, and then they send uh, the little redhead there. Oh,
2: that annoying kid!
1: Yeah, she is. They send her back up. Oh, to the Oh, her, her, I thought you were. Talking no, not not the kid yet. Then they send uh, Majel Barrett up to the ship, number one, as Pike calls that's, her.
2: It, you've heard me uh, reference Roddenberry's wife earlier. That's that's her. That's for, her. For those of you, she who didn't know. becomes
1: Nurse Chapel mm-hmm. in in the And she's the she's Kirk the voice era. of the of she, the
2: the ship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She plays the voice of the computer in the newer series.
2: Well, yeah. She, from what I understand, she was the voice in. She was. She appeared in some way or another in every iteration of Star Trek she played. up until uh, the two thousand nine reboot, which she passed away shortly before it premiered, I believe. So even J.J. Abrams knew, like she was important. Yeah. You know. Not just in the fact that like she was Roddenberry's wife. But I think that had was... more to
1: do with it than the fact that she was involved with every single series. I think it was kind of their way of carrying on the legacy from basically attaching everything from the old with the new. It was kind of like that bridge.
2: Well, I, I thought. Um,
1: well, and Spot Nemo, showing yeah, up was that yeah, aspect ve- of it? But, but I mean, <laughs>
2: maybe I'm wrong. <laughs>
1: Definitely not. <laughs> But yeah, in uh, Next Generation, she played Luxana Troy. So I mean, she was she played personally in that, and she was the computer voice for Next Generation, Voyager, and I think in Deep Space Nine. Um, in Star Trek Enterprise, I don't think they actually had a computer voice because they didn't even have automatic doors; they had to hit buttons and shit. Because no, but I would
2: assume she appeared. I think like
1: she. I think she did appear in there at one point. If it was
2: just like a voice. Something.
1: In fact, I think you know, it was the ep- a phone, or something. I think it was the episode with Riker, when Riker was like, "Oh, and, oh, yeah, and yeah, hologram right. or whatever, and yeah. she does whatever. Oh,
2: speaking of voices and whatever, that was one of the other things. Was the fact that the um, the what do they call them? Where they flip? It's it, it was it was like the the thing that oh, the communicator. This, yeah, that made them invent the cell phone. Yeah. Like, is that the same one that they use later in the no, original, um, that, original series?
1: No, no, that one. Um, they I think they use it for like one or two episodes. Yeah. If if they even use it for that, but then they switch over to the black communicator with the gold screen. Um, in fact, they have two actually two different designs of that form. The one is just a flat screen, and the other one is like a kind of rounded screen. Right. That flips up, but yeah, they uh, they go from a clear box with a steel cage over it to the communicators. Um, they you know they pretty much switched to was just the black box with the gold cage that flips up. Right. So they got fancier. Um, they got more creative with the phasers too, because um, it was just like a what piece of, piece of clay with like a toilet paper roll on it with gold paint they twist it,
2: and that makes it shoot or something. Yeah,
1: where on um, the second generation phasers, it's more. It's not really like a gun type. It
2: looks like a tiny version of a, a satellite. Yeah, on the end at least. Yeah, right? it's, it's
1: kind of like it's kind of like holding like a pickaxe, and then you have like your dish on the front, and then uh, on top they have I think it's called the A1 phaser that actually comes out. Right. And you set, do your settings on that, and you pop that back into the A2 phaser, which is supposed to just boost the power, so you can actually use it for more stuff than just zap at somebody. Right. But, yeah, they uh, they pretty much didn't only revamp the cast, they revamped, like, all their tools and stuff like that. Yeah. To kind of, like, just make it better. Like, they pretty much took what everything they learned from that first episode that... Never aired for until, like, 20 years later. Right. Um, and just kind of built off of that. Well, they
2: also, I mean, they shot it. Like, we were talking about the fact that, like, it was too dark. Like, they shot it brighter, too. Yeah. Like, it was a very... Like, the lighting was different. The lighting was different. The, the set designs were a little different and whatever. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. Continue your recap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the recap continues. But, yeah, they all... They send the two two hotties up to the ship, and then Pike's down there with the hunchback, and then the assheads are like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so she she disappears with her image of Pike, and they live happily ever after, I'm assuming. Um, the butt heads decide, Pike and the human race are too primitive and unpredictable and angry. and Which
2: is also true.
1: Yeah, which is also I true. Think.
2: And that's, that's saying that, uh, granted, they're in the future, but they wrote about it 50 years ago, and it's extremely sad that we haven't changed that much. I haven't
1: changed a single bit, and it just seems uh, people rise to the level of their incompetence. It's like, you got all this, the you, you know, you seem to be okay at this position, you get a promotion, and then you get another promotion, next thing you know, you have all this power... But you have no intelligence to use it. Yeah, people tend to
2: people tend to fail upwards. Yeah. And uh, that's why That's
1: kinda like what they were saying. It's like you know, for you guys have come a long way. Yeah. But you still got a long way to go. And that seems to be the theme in all the Star Trek series is like, yeah, you guys come you guys have come a great distance and you've advanced a lot, but you're you're ahead of yourselves and you know, you kinda gotta take a step back. Right, and like cool your jets, and just take a moment to take everything in, not just. Well, yeah. If you're, if you're,
2: what's that? There's a saying that it's like if you're always looking for the next moment, what happens to the one that you're in? Yeah. You know, like you have to. What's his name? Ferris Bueller says that whole
1: thing. Oh yeah, don't take life too serious, or you'll never get out of life.
2: (laughs) Well, no, not that one. It's the 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 one where he says, uh, "Life moves pretty fast."
1: Oh yeah. You know.
2: Something about slow down and...
1: Yeah, if you don't stop and take it in once in a while yeah. you'll miss it or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and, uh, I think that's what we might do. And speaking of failing upwards, that's, uh, what we're doing with this podcast, <laughs> I think. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: because uh, we're moving up from just talking about Trek to recording us talking about Trek and sharing it with people hoping that they enjoy. So... Um... That is the first uh, episode of Th-
1: The Cage. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there, guys. It's uh,
2: yeah. been a long
1: one. Hopefully we can get a little bit better. And we... I don't know, man.
2: I thought this worked out really well. It was really, it was well. really like,
1: well. Next episode should have a video. But okay.
2: perhaps uh, whatever you see in your mind's eye might be better. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's as real as you want it to be.
2: Nice. Perfect way to the end the episode. Uh, till next time, I'm Paul. I'm Dave. And this has been Just Trekking Along.
1: We're going to continue to trek along. Um, give us your feedback. Uh, let us know what we can do to make improvements. Any, Absolutely. Any questions you might have. Uh, um, you can contact
2: us on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash justtrekkingalong, J-U-S-T, T r e k k i n g a uh, l uh, o n g, hit us up on Twitter at Just Trekking Pod, and you can check out our teaser video on YouTube. And this audio file will probably be uploaded somehow onto there, whether it be with a black screen or with a goofy image of us. Maybe yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll
1: figure something out for you. Um,
2: but uh, yeah, you can. Get in touch with us any of those ways, and give us your feedback, and we hope that you will join us next time.
1: And this is us signing off. Live long and prosper.
0: All right, everybody, so that was the very first episode of the Just Trekking Along podcast. The Twitter page is still up, the Facebook page is still up. Of course, we haven't really updated much of anything for a while because real life got in the way. Um, <clears throat> and uh, maybe one day we'll bring that series back. I've spoken, you know, Dave and I are still very good friends, we talk, you know, very often. Um, so maybe one day, maybe if this episode gets a little bit of positive reaction, uh, we will be encouraged to bring it back. Um, once again, thank you for bearing with me through this episode this week. Uh, the next few weeks, like I said, it'll be a little bit different than it has been. Hopefully you like it. Um, you know, I'll do the normal, you know, please like, share, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, give the videos the thumbs up. Comment on the videos, please. Let me know uh, that you, lo- you know, if you if there's a particular guest I've had, if there's someone uh, maybe that you that if you're a friend that you want on, um, you know. Of course, I've been talking with a few different people about having different people on this show. Maybe some people that are on the tr- the, uh, the Lost with Friends show, uh, some other people, things like that. Um, of course, this podcast is still in the very early stages. So, uh, you know, we are continuing to grow. Um, thank you for, as I said, thank you for sticking with me this week. Um, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And, uh, this has been Paul and all for this week. Thanks. Have a great day.